That's the podcast coach for February 10th, 2024. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from theschoolofpodcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Good to be here with you. I think we still have got your notifications coming back through the through the, the uh, through the, the sound thingy. Interesting, because uh, I that ha- kind of warning. It has been that. Yeah, it's one of those things. Where I have do not disturb turned on on my Mac. So in theory, in theory, they shouldn't be coming through. But if we okay, if ah, you well, hear a we'll ding and there's nothing on your phone, it's me. So we'll we'll figure that out later. So awesome. But uh, yeah, it's been one of those mornings where technology just not going to be your friend. And you know, so that's I think that's one of the biggest skills you get from being a podcaster is the ability to just roll with the punches. You know, you're like, oh, all right, well, this is going to do this, and it's just something weird. I don't know. I didn't have any software update. But if you're going to askthepodcastcoach.com/live, which normally works, I could not get in to update that this morning and. Uh, Tech support is helping me, and that will be addressed at noon today when when we're done. In the meantime, you know what can get you through a hard time like that, Jim? They're saying I echo, but we also can get some coffee going because we know the recording won't have the echo, so let's try it. Let's do that. That, of course, is brought to you by our good friend Mark at podcastbranding.co. If you need to look good... It is super simple. All you got to do is go to podcastbranding.co. If you're watching the video, you see all the awesome logos that uh, Mark has made for me for Ask the Podcast Coach, School of Podcasting, and podcastrodeoshow.com. And uh, the beauty of it is if you need more than just a logo, let's say you need a website or you have a PDF that you need, and I'm laughing because now I can't go to the right. I'm trying to go to the next slide, and I got nothing. It's just going to be one of those days, isn't it, Jim? And you know what makes things easier? Having a good logo. That's right. Because if you have a good logo, you can have the same screen on and go, look at that. No, Mark's going to help you with one-on-one help. He's going to make sure that your brand matches your artwork and vice versa. Whether you need a whole website, if you need just a PDF or an actual piece of artwork, go see Mark at podcastbranding.co. And I want to cuss. I want to cuss a lot right now because technology is not my friend. It just isn't. Big thanks to our good friend Dan Lefebvre over there, based on a true story at based on a true story podcast.com. And of course, if it's Super Bowl weekend, and I don't know, maybe you're not a big Super Bowl fan. And so this weekend will be your opportunity to head over there. Maybe listen to something a little bit new from Dan. Was looking up his most recent episode. Looks like this week, he's got uh, and Julia available for you. Check it out today based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, uh, thanks for your sponsorship. Yes, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. Let's be Americans. Let's talk Super Bowl. Here's the interesting oh, thing is because the one thing that sports is all about is the story. Like here in Cleveland, and this is how I'm tying it to, uh, to podcasting because it really sports are all about the story. And they have played the Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey card to death. I'm so sick of that story. And so consequently, I have no dog in the hunt this week. Like I mm. like kind of like the the young upstart, you know, quarterback from the Niners, 
Like, I'd like to see the young guy get in there because, you know, and, but on the other hand, you've got, you know, the other quarterback and he's kind of a wizard. And so you don't, but I'm, I'm really like, I'm just there for the commercials. And here's the thing. How many Super Bowl commercials have you seen yet, Jim, so far? None. I haven't watched any. Oh, uh, see, I've but seen. All on, aren't they all on YouTube already? Yeah, they're, that's. Uh, yeah. It kind of made me mad because I kept clicking on them because they did a really good job of like, hey, Jennifer Aniston is in a uh, a Super Bowl ad, and I'm like, I love Jennifer Aniston, and it had David Schwimmer, and I was like, oh, a little Friends reunion in a commercial. Got to watch that. And then this other one was like, here's why everybody thinks this is the number one Super Bowl ad, and it's got Travis Kelsey's brother, and. I'm just like, wait a minute. If I see all the all the commercials before the game, like I'm I'm not going to watch the game. Like that's really why I'm that and hanging out in my brother's oh. basement and and like but, but plenty of people are going to watch that game. Like it's yeah. it's not uh, the giving those commercials away is only a benefit to the NFL. So they'll you know they'll throw those on and the and the sponsors that put them out there, right? So this is this is a, con, a convergence. This this Super Bowl is a convergence of a whole bunch of things happening at the same time. I mean, if you were the Kelsey parents, wouldn't you have thought the Super Bowl, you know, between the Eagles and the Chiefs would have been the pinnacle of your family fame? Yeah. But no, apparently Taylor Swift wants to get involved, and that's and, it. And boy, what what a what an amazing job they have done there with that. That's a that. Listen, they could. There's people out there who say they they orchestrated it. I, I don't know if you can orchestrate that. That's just no. What they what they have done. This is this is where when your podcast hits something and it goes, it gets popular, right? If that happens to you, and it doesn't happen to everybody, you know, you got to feel sorry for the other you know thirty quarterbacks in the right. NFL who aren't in the Super Bowl right now, right? But but if your time comes, be ready for it. I think someone said in the chat room, you know, Todd the Gator said, Kelsey's exhausted, I bet, from all the, the Tay-Tay questions. Yeah. Well, this is fame, right? And, and yeah. you, if you, <laughs> when you get it, it, be ready for it. And I, I do see, I see YouTubers who get a bunch of subscribers. Then they start getting bitter about their subscribers because they ask a lot of questions and they ask a lot of dumb questions just to be really transparent. Right. And, but that's the whole thing they've been looking for is subscribers. Then they get, they hit something and they get a ton of subscribers. Then they start getting mad at their subscribers for asking dumb questions or whatever, and it affects their videos. So you gotta be, I mean, I know we're, we're all in this thing for fame, but be, if it hits, be ready for it. And you gotta be patient. You, know, you got to be patient with those people out there. Yeah. Well, and that's where there were like five like big YouTubers who have been pod you know, podcasting by, but they've been creating YouTube podcasts, better known as videos, on YouTube for a decade. And a bunch of them said, "You know what? Peace out." The one guy said, "I have a two-year-old, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't recognize me." Because yeah. Yeah. what happens is you want to be popular, and then. You get popular, and then you want to stay popular, and they all mention the same thing, that they work for the algorithm. Like, we have mm -hmm. to pay up. With, like, they're not really working for their audience. They love their audience. They love the comments. But And then the one guy said, I started this. I got popular. And then to keep up with all the stuff, all the comments and all the things that go with this, I had to hire some help. And he goes, and then all of a sudden it dawns on you that if I quit, I'm putting people out of work. So it's this pressure and responsibility to keep going, and you keep getting bigger and bigger, and it's it's interesting. So, you know, and eventually they're just like, look, I I gotta I can't take it. It's too much pressure, and you know, so it's yeah. it's, it's 
it's different. So I hear some YouTubers say, I read every single comment. Yeah. And I was like, you're going to need therapy. <laughs> you know, like not all yeah. comments are appropriate. Oh. I mean, even during, even during a live program like this, you know, we don't read every, I mean, I do because there's, there's enough, but we don't read or show every single comment. Some of them are appropriate. You know, some of them are way off topic. Some of the time, some of the times you've got people just posting comments for, you know, just to get a, just to get noticed, whatever. So they're, you know, it's shock jock kind of things or shock and awe. And I feel sorry for, you know, if you're on YouTube and you've got 50 to a hundred thousand subscribers, I feel sorry for the, if you read every single comment, I am sorry. Like you should, well, well, you should get some help because it's, it's brutal out there. Well, speaking of brutal, we got this last week. Basically we got some feedback on the show and the person says, these coaches seem to have a lot of useful information and opinions. That would be us, Jim. And their conversations are interesting and entertaining. Yay! But I find it very difficult to listen because, one, that would be me, or more of the hosts keep sucking their teeth, smacking their lips, and making saliva sounds while speaking. I've tried masking it with the iPhone's background noise feature. Didn't know there was such a thing. Playing white noise, and that does help somewhat. So I will try not to smack my teeth, suck my lips, whatever it doesn't, whatever. We'll just, Are you sure that's you and not me? I don't know. I thought it was me. Cause I, I hear myself. It's this one. It's the, that one, oh. Oh. the the whole, mm. just like, mm. so that guy right now is going, stop it. Stop mommy. Yeah. So yeah, you'll get some feedback. And I replied to my, like, Hey, thanks for the feedback. Cause I hear it. Cause there are times it's really easy to see, especially the, the teeth suck that and I, I edit the audio some, and if I see this giant spike for no reason before I talk, I'm like, yeah, that was a teeth suck. And so some people really, really cannot hang. I know, uh, I think it was Corey from the show about the Chicago White Sox. I forget the name of it. But anyway, it was a baseball show. And he literally, like, that was his kryptonite. If you sucked your teeth, he was like, he's just super sensitive to that. So. Yes. So again, if you like, oh, I'm going to take my podcast to the next level by starting a YouTube channel, be careful what you wish for, because they're not, they're not quite over there in YouTube land and they will let you know if, you know, things are going Buckle on. Up. Yeah. Buckle up for sure. Yeah. Just get ready. It, it's, it, it is pretty brutal. Yeah. There's a lot of news. Well, not a lot of news, but there was some news that came out this week and I'm shocking that first of all, do you remember when Spotify said, Hey, you can play music in your podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were like, and everybody's like, I, I remember I woke up, I heard that from James Cridlin over at pod news. And I was like, amazing. So then I went over and immediately set up electric, electric groove crusade was the name of the show. And I did a whopping two episodes. Cause I found out that a, they have to approve every episode. You have to talk over the music. And then the only people that could listen are not on the website are not on a computer. They have to be on the app. They have to be a paid subscriber to hear it, which is why I think I had two downloads and they were both me. And so I that was the end of that. Well, they've now come out and said, yeah, we're not doing that anymore in favor of something I'm sure that will be yet another part of their lovely walled garden. So if you're what's what's really sad is I saw that in a Reddit post and somebody said there are a lot of people that jump to Spotify for podcasters because of that feature. Now, I don't know how many of them stuck around. But apparently, uh, not enough of them are monetizing. I would be my guess. You know, I was just like, well, that's that's Spotify again. We'll we'll see what happens. But the other one that I I don't think they really 
know what they're getting into. And we'll talk about streaming or, or remote recording here in a second. We have another question about it. Do you, do you ever use Riverside, Jim? No, no just StreamYard. Yeah. I've used it a couple times, and and here's the fun thing about this is I know some people that love it. I know other people that hate it. I know some people that love Squadcast. I know other people that hate it. But somehow Spotify has partnered with Riverside. So now if you – because they used to have a remote recording thing in Anchor, now Spotify for podcasters, and now I guess you get two hours a month at Riverside. And I was like, oh, Riverside doesn't know what they're getting into because – the people that are on Spotify, and this might even be a power rant later, the are people that want to podcast for free. And at least in my my surveying of doing two Black Friday deals, when you cater to people that don't want to pay for something, the people that show up, I, I remember the one guy, and it was some ridiculous, like 80% off or something ridiculous for the school of podcasting. And the one guy showed up and he's like, wait, I thought you were going to edit my podcast. And I'm like, you're paying next to nothing, and you expect me to edit your podcast as well? And I'm like, no, you you didn't read, you know, you didn't read what you were signing up for. And I did it one more time, and the same thing. People, and I, I realize I'm painting with a very wide brush, but the people that expected a lot for nothing are, are very vocal when they don't get it. And so, you know, people that sign up for Spotify, many of them are doing it because it's free. And now Riverside is going to inherit a bunch of free people looking for free stuff. And I was just like, oh, this could get ugly. And also, A, it's going to put a, depending on how many people they get, that's more people on your server, you know. And and so I hope you got something that's redundancy built in there. And just the fact that I hope you added at least, you know, two more people to your support staff because it's a coming. So that should be, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I wonder if Riverside did this. So now they're going to have a ton of more users on it, and maybe they're looking to get bought. I always wonder, like, oh, yeah. like what? Yeah. Who 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 are these big companies that would buy stuff? Like they're always like, well, maybe we'll get purchased. And I'm like, does Netflix need a, a live? You know, I mean, like, what what are these giant companies that would buy stuff? And I'm like, you know, like, Descript bought Squadcast. Okay, that was kind of a no brainer. That, that made sense. And unless, well, wait a minute. Spotify owns Megaphone. So is, are they going to integrate Riverside in a Megaphone? Maybe that's what they're hoping is eventually Spotify will just buy them and, and put them into Megaphone and that whole nine yards. And then the other weird thing that James mentioned, since we're kind of on a Spotify kick, we're all wondering, because now that Rogan is staying on Spotify, but he's not exclusive, is he going to go back to using his Libsyn feed? Because he was on Libsyn for years. And the from what I heard, is they're going to put Rogan on Spotify for podcasters, better known as Anchor back in the day. And I guess it has something to do with because he's video and maybe Megaphone, because Megaphone is their enterprise solution. And I was like, I found that really, really odd. So I think once Joe... Well, I guess Joe, yeah, that's the other thing that's going to be weird. Joe had so many analytics on YouTube, and now to go to Spotify for podcasters where you get maybe how many downloads you get, and that's about it. So it should be interesting to to see how this plays out, but congrats. I'm, it is kind of a win. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about when transcriptions went into 
Apple Podcast that they've kind of nodded the head at Podcasting 2.0. The fact that Rogan and Caller Daddy are now non-exclusives, I think we've all learned now that the exclusive thing doesn't work. They did kind of say Spotify. So we were doing the exclusive thing because we were trying to build up our user base. And now that we're like one of the biggest podcast apps to which we're all going, really? Okay, if you say so. That now they're just focusing on content and, and growing it because they're now involved with selling the ads on the show. So, of course, they want these people to get more downloads. So it's Spotify is always interesting to watch, whether you like them or not. But it is what it is. So if, if I see this kind of, like I said, in the beginning of January, we get a lot of new people. And you know what? We are going to, if I can, I'm trying to move my comments here. We have, a, we, we, this is almost like a weekly thing, but it's time. And now it's time for a power rant. Because when I see this phrase, Jim's like, all right, I'm moving my mic. <laughs> I love this first opening phrase. I, I'm still relatively new to podcasting and I'm trying to find a way to monetize. So what, what other things can you do? Like, I'm I'm just now entering, you know, my junior high baseball team, and I'm looking away to monetize. You know, I just wrote the first page of a book I might finish three years from now, and I'm looking for a way to monetize. That just doesn't know. I'm relatively new to podcasting, and I'm trying to find a way to monetize. No. I host a show that is released weekly where I interview leaders in my industry, and they get to tell their story of their journey as well as talk a lot about their company, mission, vision, values, and culture. So I look at that. Now I'm trying to monetize. Would you pay for that? Is that even valuable? Like they get to talk about their story. Great. And what's in it for me? You know, like, hey, I got to hear that you started in Poughkeepsie and, you know, your dad ran a shop and you used to sweep the floors and blah, blah, blah. Is that worth money of some sort? Like, okay. And also, is it just me or does that sound like about every other podcast out there? Yes. Tell me your story. I want to know. you. Okay. But so here's how he's going to monetize. He says, I have started to have multiple guests ask for raw content, audio and video that they could use for marketing purposes not necessarily to promote the show or episode. Well, hello, if it's on your show and they're talking about your show, wouldn't that be kind of promotion? I'm, I'm just saying. But to use it to recruit and retain employees, I have a guest agreement that basically says I own the content and can do with it what I please. Well, shame on them for signing that agreement. That's a little weird. But it says nothing about providing it to guests. And again, shame on them for signing that agreement. Is it common for hosts to charge guests for raw content or to use how they choose if they request it? So this goes back to if you charge them for that, well, now your podcast has become an infomercial and you have to disclose that at the beginning of the episode for this little thing in the U.S. called the FTC. And so when I see stuff like this, I just go, Ugh, you know, I'm just starting out and I'm trying to monetize. Okay, that, you know. I just took my first basketball shot, and I want to be in the NBA. Well, you know, you monetize your audience. You monetize your audience, and the first thing to do is to grow one. And that can take anywhere from two to three years. And in, again, in my travels of interviewing about 100 people, that's usually the case-ish. Now, there are always exceptions and things like that. But I just, when I saw this, I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm tired of like, hey, I'm six episodes in. I'm trying to monetize. And I'm like, hmm. Okay. Not that you can't. Like, sure, you know, put up a PayPal button, you know, get your email list going, do all the things 
that you should be doing if you want to monetize. I'm just here to tell you that at this point, it's highly likely that you're not going to get, because if I'm only getting 28 downloads, Alexa, I just triggered everybody's machine. What's 3% of 28? 0.84 people are going to sign up. So almost a person may choose whatever it is you're trying to do. So, and I love the fact that the woman in the tube from Amazon now greets me when I say the first thing to, well, in my case, in my office, it's a him, because he now says, good morning, David, and he's in a British accent. So he's like, right. So I don't know. Jim, thoughts on my, uh, on the, I want to make money right now, even though I'm not selling anything and I have no audience and I have no services to sell. I don't know. It just... It's, it, is it like welcome to podcasting in January and February? Is that really all this is? <laughs> I think the live audience loves your rants. I know that for sure. Yeah. That is a fact. Anytime you, you go on a rant, they love it. You make a great point at the end. I think when we think about setting yourself up for monetization, the question isn't how do I monetize now? The question is how do I start setting myself up for monetization? Let me give you an example. You, if you're going to have a podcast and you think you're going to add... It, you're going to insert ads. You probably want to do that from day one. And they can be placeholder ads. So they can be anything you want them to be. But you should probably set your ad, your audience expectation up that, hey, we're going to deliver ads this way in this podcast. If you go, if you start ad free and then you start adding ads, sometimes that creates a little bit of conflict with your listeners. And so if you can get them from the very start, because you'll know if you have listeners who don't like ads, you're not going to ever be able to monetize to them. Right. So it, it's probably a great idea if you're if that's the way you're going to do it, to think about putting ads in. Or if you're going to do sponsorships, you better start reaching out to and, and figuring out, okay, who, who are you going to pitch your podcast to to get some kind of, you know, sponsor? for this, right? And do you have that figured out? Do you have, have you, have you tried pitching this now to say, are there even people interested in, in sponsoring a podcast that's similar to this with, with sponsors, the <laughs> size doesn't matter <laughs> in, in a lot of ways, right? right. That, that you, you could, cause if you have a really tight, a real tight niche in there, you could, you could pick up a sponsor with with not a very large audience. So, man, there's a lot of innuendos in that. In that <laughs> so not intended, by the way, not intended. So there, there may be, when, when you think about sponsors, that, that, that might be another approach to say, get, get yourself set up. I like what you said there, too. Okay, is, am I going to monetize through a mailing list? How am I going to collect those people? Right? Right. What am I going to offer them so they'll sign up for the for my, for my mailing list. What kind of content am I going to create for that? And then you say this all the time, and I think this is great advice. I think I'd schedule out the next three to six months of material because you're going to need it. <laughs> Monetization requires a pretty good schedule of doing things. How are you going to then let people know in on the on the very social networks that you're doing this? How How is that going to work? So there's a lot of homework to do before any of that money starts coming in. There's a lot of homework to do. It's not impossible. And it's, I don't think it's a bad question. I think sometimes we treat it like we shouldn't be asking. I, I don't think the question is how should I monetize? The question should be, how do I start setting myself up for monetization? And how do I put the right things in place now? So when those, when I get that opportunity, whatever that is, I'm ready for it. There you go. Speaking of advertising, if you want to learn about advertising, that's the guy you want to talk to right there. 
Tom Webster says, I'm watching a video once and I'm looking for a way to monetize. It sounds profitable because I was doing, a, I had that slimy guy. Well, he's not slimy. In my opinion, he has a business model that I don't agree with. How's that? On the school of podcasting where he's kind of knowingly inflating numbers. And I'm like, you do know that is a thing that some people call them crazy, might call that fraud. And, you know, it accidentally charges your advertiser for people that didn't listen. And I was like, do your job, you know, teach the buyer how to buy podcast ads. And I thought about it later when I was listening back, because I always, do you do this, Jim, where you listen to an episode from like three or four weeks ago to try to listen with a fresh ear? Yeah. So I was doing that. And I'm like, why didn't I bring up Sounds Profitable? That was dumb. I could have easily said, oh, by the way, if you want to learn what's going on in the advertising space, and if you need material to send to potential sponsors, Tom and Brian have all sorts of stuff. And it's free. What I love is all the reports. Like, you don't even have to give them their email in many cases. So that's that's one of the guys you want to talk to. Speaking of that, I got this. This is fun. This is all just tying in. This was not planned. I got this email last night from AdvertiseCast, which is kind of funny because I work for Libsyn that owns AdvertiseCast. But they sent me a calculator. So if you want to know what programmatic ads are going for, I said, hey, I have, oh, they have 10,000 downloads. Wait, hold on. Let's let's get rid of a zero. Let's live in reality. So I'm getting a thousand. Now, for the record, you can't get Libsyn as auto ads. I think the the threshold is two thousand downloads, but I'm going to do a thousand so we can see how much people are getting. So pre-roll ad spots. If I do one, is two dollars. Really? Okay. All right. I thought it'd be more than that. Mid-roll, which is the oh, mid-roll is like that's where you want to be because the phone's in the pocket. Four to five dollars. Okay. And then post-roll, which I would think would be crap. Yeah, $2. Now, obviously, if I have, if I do my 2000 which is what you need, and I have, see, I don't like pre-roll ads. I want the first thing people to hear is me. So I'm not a fan of that. But if I said, hey, let's throw two mid-roll ads and two at the end that nobody hear, I'd be making 22 bucks a month. So I'm paying for my, my Libsyn bill at that point, depending on what you're doing, which is why I always say nothing against programmatic ads. I'm just saying... 22 bucks. If I make, if I have one person sign up at the school of podcasting, I just made three months worth of one, you know, one episode. So it's a little more profitable to sell your own stuff. But again, some people go, I had a guy this week and I'm not, it's just, it's on one hand, I appreciate his passion for podcasting that he just literally jumped in. Cause Jim, do you know anybody who's been thinking about doing a podcast for years? I, I don't personally, but I know folks, there are folks that do. Yeah. So I, I hear a lot of people like, yeah, I've been thinking about it. And this is a, so this guy just jumped in and he was in a Facebook group. We all make mistakes. And, and he may actually pull it out. But he said, I bought pro equipment, which I don't know what that means, but I've seen people do this before where, and he was thinking video. So I'm assuming he's got a camera, he's got microphone, he's got, you know, he, he did not buy the Blue Yeti and he needed help. And I'm like, okay, well, I went into... I'm like, hey, if you want, I can maybe help steer you in a way. And so we're going back and forth on Facebook. And the thing he needed help with was he couldn't figure out what to talk about. Like literally had no idea what to talk about in his podcast. And I was like, I, I think you have the court like so far. In front. And I even tried to talk to him about it. I'm like, well, what, what are you passionate about? And he's like, boxing. And we had somebody that was going to jump in. And they left. Oh, no, they're still here. Good. Mark is here. Beautiful. And Mark, we'll get to you in just a second. And I just thought it was odd that this guy had actually put out all this equipment, money for equipment, 
and had not figured out what he was going to talk about. And so on one hand, kudos for you to having the courage to put out the money. But in my opinion, I finally said, because I went back and forth. I'm like, oh, you like boxing. Do you listen to any podcasts about boxing? No, not really. I, I don't watch any. And that's when I was like, is this a podcast or a YouTube channel? And for me, I now have three categories. There is there's audio podcasts. There are video podcasts. They're actually in Apple. That is a, for in my definition, that's a video podcast. Then you have a YouTube podcast, which we used to call a YouTube channel. And now we're calling them YouTube podcasts. Fine. I have a whole other rant on that. You know, country music didn't used to be the number one music genre until they changed what country music is. And lo and behold, now it's the number one genre because it's basically ACDC with a banjo. And then there are, you know, then there's YouTube channels. And I would love to see what future, like, reports on YouTube are going to be because, like, again, we're splitting hairs and, you know, old curmudgeon, but I now call them YouTube podcasts because it's not really a podcast because you're not in Apple and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I digress. What were you even talking about? I've I've ranted myself into you, you did. You <laughs> ranted yourself down the hole. Now, now. hey, before before we bring Mark uh, on, yes. Liberty Dudes. Speaking of monetization, yeah. Liberty Dude, two bucks out in in Thank you. chat, I, super chat. Thank you very much, my whatever. friend. So sometimes you can monetize just by making comments. I, uh, he was quoting my quoting me. So. I made Thank you for doing that. I made 25 bucks yesterday. I answered some guy's question on my live chat. And he's yeah. like, hey, can I send you a tip? And I go, sure. Buy me a coffee slash whatever, Dave Jackson. And the guy gave me five cups of coffee. And I was like, well, how cool is that? I wasn't expecting that. So now $25 is now two cups of coffee. That is. Really, well, that's true. really clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, I, the fun part is this is where I should be editing this out in the video, but I'm not. You got to get centered. If, if you yeah, I'm like, I got to drag Mark because now I got two monitors. And can I, can I, can I, can I drag Mark all the way across the monitor? I can into monitor number two, the there, one and lonely. There. You love, hey. you know him, you love him. Podcastbranding.co. Thank you for being a sponsor. And Mark, what's, what's going on, my buddy? Hey guys. Thanks a lot, coaches. I have a question for you guys. Okay. I've got a client that I'm building a website for. And this client has a retired podcast. It has 46 episodes in it. And he said that he's not going to be putting out any more episodes, but he wants the podcast on his website because his podcast is accredited in his industry. So it counts towards extended learning or additional learning that you know people in his industry need to put so many hours in every year. Well, his podcast counts towards that learning. Nice. So he wants the podcast available. Now, the question is, is like, you know, most people, when they start a podcast, they create a list of here's the topics I want to talk about. And then when you start recording, you inadvertently, you pick your favorite or the best or the most interesting topics, and then you work your way down the list. So right now on his website, the last episode, episode 46, is the one that's front and center with all the previous episodes underneath it. But it's also, in his opinion, the least an interesting one. Right. Just wondering, should we switch it from episodic to serialized so that episode one of the show is the first one that shows up now? He's not adding anything else to the podcast. Should we switch it over so that when somebody discovers the podcast, they discover episode one as opposed to discovering episode 46? That sounds like a great strategy to me, and that will help in the apps. I don't think it'll help on his website. I don't, because it doesn't, I don't think it changes the date. I think it just changes how it 
shows up. I don't no, know. but on the on the website, I can switch it around. I can oh, yeah. I can say put it put in whatever order I want. It's just on the website. There's like the main yeah. podcast player plays the, the most recent episode, and then below that, in smaller, is like you can click yeah. to get to the other episode. Yeah. But the player shows the most recent. I can switch it so the player plays the first episode, yeah, which is actually an introduction episode to nice. his show. Yeah, um, I would definitely do that. And I'd yeah, be. Inter- you think it's a good idea? Yeah, especially if there's no new episodes coming out. That's yeah. Actually, I think that's a brilliant idea, Jim. Any any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I change it. Okay, I I swap it around and change it because the the intent, right? I I do this all the time where I may get away from a podcast for a while, and and when I come back to it, you know, I'll download the most recent. But in this case, you're trying to get the most interesting or the most downloaded, and that'll continue yeah. to keep that most popular one on top for sure. Yeah. Okay. Now that's what that's where we we're leaning towards. But I figure I'd ask the coaches and see what they thought. Yeah. Well, the teeth sucking coaches. That's that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Mister Mark. Thanks for the ASMR, Mark. Appreciate it. Take Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> I can only see the comments now. Speaking of the comments, the all of a sudden the oh holy cow going to come in. Yeah, that's a big. Todd the Gator out there uh, dropping dropping a, a ten dropping a dime yeah so to speak Tom Webster there you uh, go thank uh, you very much a, 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 that's a boost it right? is that's a yeah a, well that's that's boost. a boost in YouTube terms yes so that's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we'll take those so thank you very much appreciate that and I'm trying to find oh that's interesting in Ecam when somebody sends you a boost it automatically favorites that so I don't miss it very cool oh. I. That, that's helpful. That is helpful to know. Yeah, uh, super helpful. We're, we're talking about ads. John Jamingo, love you, buddy. Nothing annoys me more than a dynamic ad that interrupts the show in the middle of the 15%. Old, um, yeah, in the middle of a sentence. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And the Z-Man said, does it make more sense to start off with your own ads if not just to promote your podcast? Yeah, I'm with you on that. If, if, if you want to have an ad, it, it could be as simple as, here's the thing I need to figure out. I think this is bad. I'm trying to figure out, you know, since Tom's at here listening, I have two questions. But the first one is, I think it's bad form to go, we'll get to that right after this. I hear, I kind of hear people cringing if you go right after this because it's so... It's a radio thing. It's a radio right? thing. A radio thing. But yeah. I'm going to ask the dumbest question ever. Are you ready? I'm willing to put myself out to look this stupid because we have a whole industry of people that are now like... Stalking is such a bad word, but they're really like, you know, now that we have transcripts, people can see what people are talking about, and we're trying to stay brand safe, and I get this. And then I think it was last Sunday when I turned it on, and I heard, like, the Dr. Bob show. It's like, a, you know, FM 91.3. It's a college station, and it starts off with the following. You know, the following content does not represent the blah, 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 and such and such. It's basically saying it's a paid thing, and I was like wait, couldn't we get past all this brand safety stuff if I just said, hey, the views and opinions of Ask the Ask the Podcast Coach staff do not necessarily reflect those of its you know supporters and sponsors or something of that nature. And then if yeah. later Jim says booger and somebody goes, that's it, I'm going to go to Mark at podcastbranding.co and Dan over at Based on a True Story Podcast, I'm going to say, why are you supporting such a bad man? He said booger. Couldn't they just go, didn't you hear the disclaimer at the beginning? Like, their views don't represent me. And because I think people are going to sue people anyway. Uh, Tom, if you want to come in, if you have pants on, ask the podcast coach.com slash question, I think is still working this morning. 
Yes, it is because Mark jumped in. But and that's I, how I came. I think that's the dumbest question ever because I'm not Tom Webster, I'm not Brian Barletta, and I I I keep my toe in the advertising space thing. But I, I kind of go, wait, could it be that simple just to do a disclaimer? Now, be kind of dumb. I mean, after a while, I mean, look, anytime we talk about, you know, anything legal, the first thing we say is, look, the first thing is, I'm not a lawyer. I don't even pretend to be one. I didn't stay at a, you know, Motel 6 Holiday last night. Holiday, Holiday, yeah. Holiday Inn Express. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if we say anything about taxes, like if... Ralph is on, right, from AskRalphPodcast.com. He's going to say, well, I am a tax accountant, but I'm not your tax consultant, so be sure to check what your local things are. And I'm like, we do disclaimers all the time. And, I mean, there's there's like three or four companies that are just like, they're, like that, their model is we have to monitor everybody. And I'm like, couldn't we, not to put those people out of work, but I'm like, couldn't we just do a disclaimer at the beginning of the show? And I'm like, mm, I don't know. What do you well, think, the, Jim? The, the disclaimer doesn't stop social pressure. Right. right. So you, you, you can still, you know, so, you know, say I say something really stupid and double booger. Uh, yeah. Size, size doesn't matter. Right. And they, so then they, 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 they go to the, you know, they go to Dan and they're like, dude, seriously, like, you know, and they could put some social pressure on them without ever any kind of legal action. I think in most cases now, they're not legal action isn't being taken. It's social pressure. It's, you know, hey, we're gonna come out and and you know, you think about the whole Bud Light oh, man. deal, right? And that that really was a large amount of social pressure that that came out on, on something like that. So it's yeah, I, I it, you you could, Dave. And it may it may not be a bad thing to start with anyway, just to kind of say, especially if you have sponsors or, or ad buyers who may be sensitive to that, to just say, hey, they, you know, the, the opinions and views expressed on this are not those of the advertisers. And yeah. that may be, that may, may be a smart thing to put put in there. I don't think it stops social pressure. If, no, if, and I, if I guess that's it. Because even if they go, well, you're still supporting them, you're still giving them money. I guess that I think I just answered my own question, and which is what you should do, by the way. Ask your question out loud. And sometimes you go, oh, you know what? They're still going to apply pressure. So Daniel says, I think the companies have become too political. I did make a joke one time. I, I said, hey, I ate Kraft macaroni and cheese last night, and yet I don't know their position on, you know, the Gaza situation. I, I just was hungry, and it was quick. So there are times when I'm like, really? Like, are you going to hate me because I ate Kraft macaroni and cheese? It's already, you know, punishment enough. So... Yeah, and then uh, the Z-Man, and this is where we've gone into woke territory, so now we've poked every bear there is a poke. I just It's just one of those things that, uh, you know. I, I, I don't know. Let me challenge you on this really quick. I don't know if it's gotten there. I think it's always been there. It's just we have social media to bring it. Everybody has, a, everybody has an opinion. You know, everybody has a voice, and we just hear and it, it all. I just heard right? it was uh, John Oliver, who I love, on Mark Marin, and Mark Marin said, you know, it sounded like such a good idea. Everybody gets a voice. And he goes, now we're thinking, uh, maybe not so much. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was it's, like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's part of a, I'm part of a local group here in town in a, a local Facebook group. And it's just, it is, it's, you've, you've really got to change the way you think. If you're gonna, if you're gonna listen to all the voices, you really have to change the way you think. Because you can't take them all, you you can't you can't consume them all. It's unreconcilable. 
There are so many different opinions on things. You you can't say, why can't we just all get along? That's just not the way it works when in a democracy, when everybody has a voice. You're going to have to, this is one of the things that we're going to have to work through as as, as a culture is how do we live in the noise? Right now, we're not doing a very good job of it. We, we, we you know, everybody's in it tends to divide and things get kind of crazy. We're going to have to figure out what, what does it mean when everybody has a voice and everybody can say anything they want at any time that they want. And, you know, and then how do we deal with that? That's the problem. Yeah. I think, listen, my dad was super opinionated in the 70s. Thank <laughs> God he didn't have Twitter. <laughs> Thank God, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I cannot imagine Walt Collison with uh, Twitter. So uh, I, if, if, if that had existed back in the 60s and 70s, instead of the, the 90s and 2000s, I think it would have been the same problem. I, I did. So I want to, I just want to caution us on like, this is something new. I don't think this is anything new. It's just, it's be anyone. It's the, public what's new now. is the ability for anybody to say anything in any space. I think some of you, we're just going to have to get better at listening and disregarding or compromising, you know, in some, in some cases to, to figure some things out. So yeah. it's, it's, um, yeah, well, we got some work to do. It's, what, get cats out of the bag, friends. Yeah. It's not, this, this horse is not going back in the barn. No, <laughs> it's, it's out. It's real. We're going to have to figure out how it, to how to do it right and we're on fire liberty dude again with another five dollar super chat so thank you for that we appreciate that yeah it's uh here's the fun thing i somewhat mistakenly didn't read the description of a show i was going on and i thought (laughs) that i thought he was looking for christian entrepreneurs and i'm a big fan of jesus not so much of christianity but i am a fan of jesus i always say like thought jesus was cool christians drive me nuts but like the principles of jesus are pretty cool and uh, so this guy was an atheist, and it's he. He was basically you walk in, and he just like challenges your faith. And I did not see that coming. Like I didn't read the description. I'm like, oh, this is. I just walked into a gotcha interview. Not in a like he didn't plan it that way. It's my fault. I didn't read the description, and it was so much fun because obviously we're different opinions. And I just said at one point, I was like, hey, I don't have all the answers, but I have you know this is why it works for me and blah blah blah. And I'm like, but isn't this fun? Because we're both just having a dialogue. And so that was fun. So that's the, uh, you know, and by the way, see, we have a problem now. Craig over at livewellandflourish.com. And also, AIgoestocollege.com. If you're into AI and you work, even if you're just into AI, AIgoestocollege.com. And if you're in, like, if you're a professor like Craig is, AIgoestocollege.com is where you want to go. But he's also Mr. Live Well and Flourish. He said, my cat, Sasha, found that remark very offensive. So that's I it. Apologize. There goes I the apologize. there goes the Perina, you know, sponsorship down the down the you know. So, well, and Dave, I think the the goal of the whole exercise is to understand and and then apply some grace, you know, to, oh. to to what's to what's happening when we think about the dialogue that's going on, and just kind of say, I think, you know, text text by itself is read negatively to begin with, right? It's implied negative when we read it. We it's it's in short form. It's a terrible way to communicate. We wouldn't have these conversations in in a lot of cases if we were staring there, standing there, staring at oh, each other. Oh, right? preach, brother! Yeah, you don't get the opportunity to go back and forth for understanding. So I think you have to, and maybe part of the key to some of this is to when we read or when we have these comments is to ask the question: Tell me more so I understand. 
right? Oh. Get, get more dialogue. Understand so before being grace. understood, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Stephen Covey. Apply some grace to it. Listen, I, I'm the, you know, a physician heal thyself in this case. <laughs> I, I do, I fly off the handle. I, uh, you know, I, uh, I, it works sometimes. I'll, somebody will type something. I'll be like, oh, you know, and, and whatever. But I think that's some of the key. Slow down a little bit and have a little grace for people and say, I don't know if they really meant to say that. I love Uncle Marv. Everyone can't have a voice and get a trophy. But well, the, and, the, and the millennials are a little unfairly beat up for that. Yeah, they so, are. But I, but I get it. Yeah. So, well, let's. Uh, uh, here's a, a a lighthearted one. I looked at this site for all of 15 seconds. It is upbeat. Dot io and it, yes of course they have two p's because you know they're on sale apparently that or i just copied it wrong but uh upbeat it's a free place for music so if you need music for your podcast somebody sent that my way and the other one that i use if i were to pick music for my show now and the link i put in the chat room is support this show.com slash tune reel that is an affiliate link what I like about them, they it, first of all, when you go to their site, you will see where they want to sell you a subscription, which is fine, but if all you need is one song, click around a bit. There's a, a link there, and you can buy like a song for five bucks, and they're decent. It's not bad Casio music with drums and, you know, pew, pew, you know, yeah, drums from the 80s and stuff. Um, you know what I mean? It's like, so, and then John says... Uh, <laughs> Fly Off the Handle is my next podcast. I'm sure somebody is using that title. That's up there with uh, Thinking Outside the Box in terms of titles that people are probably already using. And then we were talking about ads earlier, and I can't remember if I have brought this up or not, but somebody had some words about Spreaker. It says, hi, podcasting friends. This is more of a warning to those who are currently hosted with Spreaker or who think about it, uh, who are think or are thinking about it. This is always fun on how it really just puts a mirror on how Dave really can't read. They use bots to delete podcasts. I have a three-year-old podcast hosted with them. Today, I received an email that my account and podcasts have been deleted, removed from all directories like Apple and Spotify. The bot filters they use detect spam activity on the podcast. Now, this might be somebody that's using, remember I mentioned that one guy that has a business practice that I don't agree with? Maybe this. Is, maybe they use these kind of people. The only things I did today were update some cover art and download the audio of new episodes. Interesting. Uh, the email says, we want to let you know that your account was deleted from Spreaker, from the Spreaker platform. It was deleted due to many spam triggers that our system has automatically flagged on your account. Spam triggers include common spam-like behaviors that are commonly used among spammers to place unwanted content on the platforms as well as other platforms. Use spammers to place unwanted content on the platforms as well as other platforms. I'm not sure I understand that, but if you feel that the account was deleted by mistake, please contact our customer support team right away to review and recover the account. We do only have 30 days to recover the account prior to it being permanently deleted and non-recoverable. And so the person then said, now I wait for a human being to actually take a look at my account. It currently, It's currently taking about five days to hear back from their support and hopefully reinstate it. But it's not a great feeling to lose revenue and have years of worth deleted in the blink of an eye because of a weird bot filter spam, which, again, is why I kind of bring up this whole stalking podcaster thing. You know, they they have started to fix it, but 
people of color were kind of inadvertently being discriminated against because they'd be like, man, that was the bomb. You know, you know, all the, all the kids are saying that oh. stuff, you know, they were saying, let's see something. Uh, oh, I can't think of even old slang that I shouldn't be saying. That was dope. There we go. Nobody says that anymore, said the middle-aged white guy. You know, but if, if you were saying, yo, it's dope, well, you might not get an advertiser because they think you're talking about drugs. And so they have since kind of, they're adjusting the keywords because, you know, the kids, they say the darndest things. And so that's where, again, well, I think Spreaker got aggressive. Like they were, I, they got me. Really? And I have a, I have a clean podcast and like, and I, I think they just had some processes. They're really trying to work on, it, it appears to me, Spreaker's trying to work on some automated processes to clean some things up over there. I, I have a feeling they had some things run away from them uh, with spamming and people setting up fake accounts and some of those kinds of things. So I think they're trying to find a way to make that more safe and uh, yeah. efficient. For them. So mine disappeared one day and I was like, Hey guys, <laughs> been a customer for a super long time. I have a business relationship with you. Th this is one of those areas again, like I was talking before, like, Hey, with these companies and stuff, apply a little grace before yeah. you just start flying off the <sighs> handle. Like in the first time, like I've been a customer for a thousand years and you've been planning this whole thing against me my whole life. Uh, and I can't believe you're like, no, it was probably just a simple error. Yeah. Like they, they, they don't even know they did it to you. It's not about you for a second. It's about, it just happened to you. So take a deep breath, back up, approach them. I just sent them, you know, they have pretty good support through their chat. And I just sent him a chat message that said, hey, my account got deleted for spam, whatever. I, I think it was an error. Can you can you look at it for me? And within a day or two, it was back up and running. And I got an apology from him. Sorry, we've been we've been doing some new things and it's been catching some stuff and you got caught in it. We've restored it. So listen, the revenue bit, if you've got a podcast and it's generating a bunch of revenue and it's off for a couple of days and you lose that revenue, yeah, that's that uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. That but, hurts. I think, and you're in tech support, so am I, right, Dave? You just don't assume it's a personal thing against you. Now, I get it. Listen, we've all been in that situation where it's been a problem and a problem and a problem and a problem and a problem, and you're just like, I've had enough. But, wow, take a deep breath, and the support folks are just there to help you. They don't know. That's not that's not personal. They didn't do it against you. So yeah, and, take and, a deep breath. and using negative adjectives to... To describe the support team doesn't. These are the people that are trying to help you, and when you call a stupid, incompetent, ridiculous, right, right. like you're, you're not really yeah. like I'm trying to help you, and you're the other thing that. Speaking of support, pretend we're three year olds, and especially number one, because Jim, how many pod? Do you have just the one podcast? No, because you do a bunch for work. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you have more than one, don't say my show. Because right. I'm going to have, right. so my first reply is going to be, hey, I logged into our account. I see where you have three, which one? And then when you say the episode, don't say episode 16, because I can't see the episode number till I find your show. And it's better to say, hey, on the Ask the Podcast Coach show, on the episode titled, is it time to quit saying booger in the show? It's not showing an Apple podcast. Like, that that's the thing that's like lately... I just get like, my show isn't working. And I'm like, we're going to need a little more detail than my show isn't working. And then also, if you've done any troubleshooting, I've tried this, I've tried that, which for the record, I'm not offended. If you go, I haven't done anything. It's just not, you know, it's, but you have to give us the show name 
And if you're if there's something about a specific episode, give us the episode name because then we can look it up, see what's happening, and I can say, oh, the reason why that's not showing up is you forgot to upload the media file, which happens way more often than you think it would. But there are times when people have typed the show notes and they're at the bottom of the page and they click on publish and they forget that, oh, at the top of the page I was supposed to upload the the media, and that's why it's that's why it's not showing up. But I I got blasted one time by somebody in just a you know, just evil, you're evil and you get, and I went to their LinkedIn website and literally in the header on LinkedIn, it was a big graphic that said, be kind. <laughs> I was like, mm, maybe there's a discrepancy uh, in your, oh, I'm sorry. I sucked my teeth there. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I think it is me. I think it is. I don't think it's you, Dave. I think it is me. I think I do that from time to time. I think I go the kind of thing. But yeah, you're like, hmm, little, little, little consistency in brand maybe uh, would be appropriate. So, you know, don't have a be kind brand and then blast your well, tech support friends. You know how Jewish comedians can make oh boy, jokes about Jewish careful. people? <laughs> okay. The, okay. <laughs> the guy that goes to church can say this. Hands down, no contest at all, the most unpatient, rudest oh, yeah. people, oh. it says, you know— Lady of the Palms Church, Minister Bob, Christians are by far, in my in, in from my chair, the most impatient people that I ever deal with in support. And I'm always and the one guy at one point was being again name calling, incompetent, stupid people. You're not even reading my messages. And I actually went over because there's a verse in the Bible about slow to anger, and I said. Yeah. You know, I can see you're so upset, and I know based on whatever, Matthew 4, 16, whatever, you must be really upset. Just an ever-polite, passive-aggressive way to go, like, dude, you're kind of coming across as a, a, a word that I would bleep out if I said it. So for my fellow Christian friends, yeah, you know, quit doing that. Quit being so mean and nasty and, and that whole nine yards. So I don't, don't have a WWJD sticker and then be flipping somebody <laughs> off when you're right. Yeah. You know, I know that's extreme, but it it kind of happens. You know, you see it kind of happening, and and you're like, you know, people are like, oh, we need to be nice to each other, except when I'm angry because I've been, you know, this problem was was my problem. I have, you know, I can be righteously angry, and it's like, well, okay, just again, physician heal thyself. I'm not an expert in this, but we can. I think we can do better. I think as a culture, we can do better. <laughs> Especially in some of the, th those things we control, right, Dave? We have the, sometimes we have the ability to control our own emotions. I'm trying to find, because D asked, DR asked a question, is there a video or something about advanced stats in Libsyn? And I was trying to do this, oh, here we go. So I am, let me turn on my screen. So I'm at the website, I'm clicking on Libsyn support, and I can come down here to our, let's see, is everything, nope. I guess it's here. Yeah, I'm looking for the knowledge base. So if I say advanced, is that you in that picture? I don't think so. Was that who is that? Was a good looking picture? I thought maybe. Well, it was then it is me. Um, <laughs> view statistics for review the stats to come in in the advanced package. Yes. So because she was asking, like, does it go over what everything is? Unique stats are kind of the old Libsyn stats pre IAB. But she was talking about unique listeners. It don't. I don't know if it goes into unique listeners. I think unique listeners are because she goes. Does that mean unique listeners? Yeah, because there are sometimes people will listen to an episode more than once, and so you could have three downloads with 
two unique listeners because somebody listened to it twice, I believe is how that works. Yeah, I don't see unique listeners on this particular screen, but it does go through everything. And of course, the one thing you want to do when you have a question like that is run to Facebook and ask everybody on it. No, wait, that's not the right answer. You would want to. That's so crazy. That's so crazy how that happens, how people just like they and I get it. They want to ask each other because right. they, they're like, I might get an answer faster. But in some questions, they're going to get they may get five or six different answers. And maybe that's what they want. Right. But I, yeah. I never like why have you contacted the support? Like, why wouldn't you why wouldn't you go to them directly? And maybe they had if they feel like it's going to take too long or, I, you know, I don't know. But it's well, that's it, welcome to the microwave know. society where we want the answer now. So but Facebook takes just as long. That's the thing. You, you got to find you. So you're going to post your question to Facebook. Then you got to wait for somebody who's kind enough to answer it and not get a snarky answer. If you've been, listen, if you're in some Facebook groups, you may get worse answers than you would if you just called an angry support person. Well, that's, <laughs> you know? that's my thing. I see like blatantly wrong answers on a regular yeah. basis. I had a guy send me, it's this new, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a new newsletter about podcasting and he said when using your name that apple searches and if i don't know if daniel's watching yeah i think dan yeah daniel's watching it said the apple searches the title of the show the author field and the description so i emailed him back and i go what's your source on that because i always thought it was title of show title of episode and author field i don't think it searches the description according to james cridlin there are apps that do but I don't think it's Apple Podcast. And his answer was, I will have to contact my researchers. And I was like, I'm hoping his researcher isn't, you know, chat GPT. But it was a, a kind of a long thing. So he's going to get back to me. But I was like, I, and I know I need to contact Daniel the next time I'm on the future of podcasting. Because he came out and said, because I always say remove the word the from your, your title. And Daniel's like, I don't think you have to do that anymore. And I was like, oh, so I'll have to ask him. So, Daniel, make a note somewhere that next time we do the future of podcasting at futureofpodcasting.net, that's the case. So we do have a, another fun question coming in. Again, some of these are like, oh, the classics. So this is a good one. Hope someone can help. I really, I really use some advice. I think he means I really could use some advice. I'm doing my best to learn how to edit audio and to make it sound as crisp and consistent across episodes as possible. So my question is, how can I do loudness normalization and leveling as well as possible? I've been using Reaper to do noise reduction and EQ compression and limiting, but when I apply SWS, hmm, loudness normalization, it just doesn't work. It makes the background noise extremely loud, which doesn't, which is, doesn't do when I just crank up the volume of a track. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. So it isn't just because it was already there and just then became audible. Also, how do I do leveling so the two speakers are equally loud? And so the part of this is you always want to record loud, but not too loud. And that's where I heard somebody talk about Squadcast, like, hey, when I record in Squadcast, it distorts. I'm like, well, that's not Squadcast's fault. They do have a, I don't know how accurate it is, but they have a little meter there. And when you're in the red, hello. So if you're somewhere listening to this, if you could make your your hand like a C, like I'm doing on the video, that's how loud you can record. Well, if you go up to like minus three, you don't want to go to zero, then that's, you've almost filled this whole area with with volume. But if you make it really, really tiny, 
The rest of the space is noise. And so when you then boost the volume, you're also boosting the noise. So part of that is to just record it a, a good level. And then John has the answer here. I'm a huge fan of Auphonic and uh, Adobe Enhance. So yeah, that's I have three. Auphonic is probably the one I use the most. I'm not sure which one is cheaper, but there's also one called Loudness. I believe it's loudness.fm. I'll put links to these in the show notes. That kind of does the same thing, but I know Auphonic is just, you know, it's great. But if you, again, especially for leveling two people, but if somebody is super low and you then boost them up, there's a chance you're going to get a bunch of hiss. And then there's also a plugin that I use called WLM Plus, and that's from Waves. And what that does, because I have dynamic content in my school of podcasting, a show I have the question of the month, and where am I going to be? And so I don't want me to just all of a sudden, come on, super loud, you know, or, you know, you have to turn it up, I can't hear it. So everything I do goes through WLM Plus, and I'm a rebel because the the uh, standard, I believe, is minus 16, and I'm a rebel. I, I go at minus 14, so I'm, I'm two lefts louder, which is literally... What? this much louder. I don't know. I'm still waiting for the door. People come in, you're just like, Jackson, come on, open the door. We know you're in there. You've been, you've been podcasting two lefts louder. And the reason I and do that, we went back to the 1950s when people used to talk with the 1930s. When people the 1930s. Like All it. right, Jackson, that's it. The gig is up. You're going to go into the slammer. You know? Yeah. So uh, there's no way to run. We have oh. you surrounded. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's come out for. with your hands up. Uh, Phonic has a, a great feature that I just started using in the last year where you can, you know, one, I've been feeding the video in, so it fixes my YouTube video. I used to used to load the video directly to YouTube. And if I, if I take the video file and drop it in, it'll give me an MP3 and an MP4, and it'll automatically move it over to YouTube if you set that up in advance. Oh, uh, nice. And that's kind of nice. Like, and yes, I could download it and then re-upload it, but it saves me a little bit of time automatically doing it. It also imports in a little bit faster. Sometimes I, I use a Google Drive. So I take the file, move it over to Google Drive first, and then select, you can set up your Google Drive for permissions and it'll grab the file from there. And the transfer from Google Drive to Auphonic is a lot faster for me anyways, of getting it over there if I put it on Google Drive first. So that move, that automatic move, and they've got, they're set up with a couple different services uh, to be able to do that. But that saving me the extra step of having to load it to YouTube is really, really handy. Yeah, it's one of the things that here, here's the thing. I moved from mm-hmm, some password protector that I can't remember that kept getting hacked to one password. Last pass. Last pass. I was on last pass. I moved to one password. I was also an affiliate for them for about two weeks, and apparently I didn't get any conversions, and they've kicked me out of their affiliate program already. So thanks, one password. I'm so glad I'm promoting you now. But one of the things I was like, this is kind of why I have an Apple Watch, because I've been on a rant lately about people trying to podcast for free. But when I go to a site, I could type in my one password password, or my phone vibrates and goes, hey, if you just double click on your your Apple Watch, it'll let you in. And every time I do that, I go, that's so cool. I just, I touch my watch and it's just so cool. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's worth the whatever a month I pay for my, my watch. Although now that my watch is paid for, it's already the battery starting to go. Like it used to last like oh, almost two no. days and we're down to about a day now. And I'm like, oh, it's the old Apple. Like I'm sure there's an algorithm somewhere. It's like when they quit paying us money, cut the battery life in half. That would be, uh, be it. What? 
what version are you on? What what number? Ah, uh, it's old. It's it's probably four years old at this point. So, I, how do you look that up? I want to say six. Is there a six? I don't know. Yeah, there's a six. Yeah, uh, there's a six. It's it's old. Speaking of cleaning things up, Dr. says uh, Adobe Enhance or Express is a hundred bucks a year. And she also mentioned that, and I didn't realize this, I need to go look at this. The thing I didn't like about it was you couldn't dial it in like you can with studio sound into script. And she said, if you pay for it, you can. And that's pretty handy. So, because that, that's done. I also think Adobe, whatever it is, enhanced. I also think they do some AI stuff because once I sent it some absolutely horrendous, like, holy cow, dumpster file audio, and it put words in that the person wasn't saying. And I'm like, are they doing AI to copy the voice? And then they go, I think he said booger here. And so they, they put that in. It's, it's the word of the day. And we're just going to get, Once again. we're going to lose so many Once sponsors. Again. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. We're, we're gonna... <laughs> and I thought they Mark, were, we're sorry. yeah, I think it was putting in words that it thought the words were. So I was like, well, that's interesting. And it was wrong at the point. It was, I think that's when I, I, did I tell you I cloned my grandpa? What? Yeah, I cloned my grandpa, who's who's been dead for quite oh, some his time. Voice. You yeah, cloned his voice. Yeah, I cloned his voice, like, and I was using. What are you doing in the basement, yeah. there, Dave Jackson? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what my brother said. I, I texted him. I'm like, "Hey, what do you what do you want Grandpa to say to you?" He's like, "What voodoo are you working with now?" Yeah, and scary. it was it was interesting because, but I used a couple different tools to clean it up, and then once I had a, a clean version of Grandpa, I threw it into Eleven Labs and. Now I can have grandpa say whatever you want. And I did and sent it to my brother. He goes, I'm crying like a baby. Yeah, Adobe Enhance is, is pretty cool. I have found, I have to fire up Hindenburg. I don't, where did you get a recording of your, there's, oh, your, it's, this it, is your grandpa? My grandpa, one of our family traditions, this is where I need my invisible sky buddy jingle, wrong show. But I, I was not allowed to open presents on Christmas Eve until grandpa read the Christmas story, which was really annoying when you're like six. And then grandma would want to sing. And I'm like, can we just get to the presents already? And so when my grandpa moved to Texas, because my grandma had emphysema, and so in theory, it wasn't so humid in Texas. So they moved to Texas, and that's where my aunts and uncles lived. And we were all like, well, who's going to read the Christmas story? And I'm like, ah. So I asked my aunt, I go, can you have grandpa read the Christmas story into a cassette deck? So it is horrendous audio, but it was, you know, it was something we played with. And, and now that he's been gone for decades, I have cousins like, hey, do you still have grandpa reading the Christmas story? I'm like, I do, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, it was a cassette. I have me on cassette with my grandma playing radio. And she asked me what my favorite subject was. And I go, what are subjects? Because I'm five. And she goes, you know, math, science. And I go, oh, okay, recess. And she goes, recess is your favorite subject? And I go... Yes. And she goes, Oh, that's, that's a good one. And I was like, excellent. So um, every kid's, every kid's favorite subject is recess. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to, that. I'd love to, I haven't thought about that. Of I'd love to have a recording of my dad's voice. I oh, I would love it. If I, I don't know. And I just lost my mom last year. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I've got any of her. Oh, uh, there's, there that is. Was, that was uh, a, that was a huge mistake. I should have, I should have taken, I have a, one of those handheld recorders. I should have, yeah. Just said, right, you know, I gotten some Yeah. Um, Cuz those things, those those voices fade oh, over time. I was going to say right? n- not to bring the party down, but there's there's a real kick in the pants when you when it dawns on you, you can't remember what your mom sounded like. And I yeah. have yeah. I have a videotape yeah. somewhere cuz she was always behind the camera. 
So we have very few pictures of her, and yeah. most of my video stuff back when video camcorders were on your shoulder. Uh, there was a we went to my grandparents' fiftieth anniversary, and luckily she was talking to my cousin who was filming. And I was like, okay, I, I think I can find her voice, but it's in like literally like ten hours of <laughs> video. And I was like, one yeah. of these days I have to uh, get around that. But speaking of, of keeping on cleaning up stuff, I finally pulled this up. Yeah. Here are two plugins that this one, it's from a company called, I believe, X. Let me, oh, it's not going to let, oh, got to get that out of the way. Accentize. And D Room is 50 bucks. And I would say on a scale from one to 10 is about an eight. It does pretty good. And then their other one is Dialogue Enhance. And what this is meant to do is, except that's not the one I want to show you. Although that one, this is the one I use for question of the month because I get some people are super bassy and super trebly and all this other stuff. So this thing will actually adjust the tone of that. But the other one I wanted to point out is D Revive Pro. He said, hoping it'll come up on the screen. Oh, we have the lovely, this one. And I love this because it's one knob. And what this does is it removes reverb really well, but it also kind of tries to stop it from sounding like it's underwater. And so my combo, because it usually doesn't, it usually kind of muffles it. Like, hey, the reverb's gone, but they sound kind of muffled. And that's when I go into a Waves app, yeah. And I pull up this one called GW Voice Centric. And as I say this, I'm like, my show notes are going to be a wreck now. And what this one does, it's a compressor, but somehow you turn off the delay and the, the reverb but somehow when you turn this up, it makes it crisp. So this one removes the reverb, but makes it kind of muffled. And this one then brings back the the sheen, shall we say. Uh, and I have, those two uh, like are my favorite now. I'm like, okay, a little, little de-revive. And one is the opposite. You can either take out the reverb or kind of like that one that kind of brings back the sheen. You can also flip a switch in that and go, hey, there isn't any reverb, but it sounds a little muffled. It'll do that. But the problem with plugins that I found is, and it kind of this is where you kind of hope you have a decent computer, is the more plugins you add, you know, and it usually takes whatever four minutes to export your hour-long podcast. The more plugins you add, you're like, wait, it's I've, it's been doing this thing for 15 minutes and it's only 30% done. You're like, yeah, plugins add to the, but that's where you have to go. Yeah, but. How much time would I have spent trying to clean up the reverb and all the other stuff? So that's the one that I just showed you with the one knob, D-Revive or whatever it was, was I think between two and 300 bucks. But because my one client gives me horrendous, super reverbery, just bad audio, I was like, that's worth the hours I was spending trying to make it remotely close to listenable and Welcome to Dave's favorite plugins podcast. What we should be talking about is not plugins, but our awesome supporters. You can be an awesome supporter by going over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And if you haven't figured it out, I see people do this all the time. They're like, oh, go to mywebsite.com slash Patreon. If you ever want to leave Patreon, all of your old episodes say Patreon. So I say askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. So if I ever want to leave Patreon, I can... And I can just update that link. So keep that in mind. And the School of Podcasting, I guess we could say, is a sponsor of the show. If you are looking to start or grow a podcast, I should have it up. In Monday's show, you'll hear Mark from practicalprepping.info 
saying that he has doubled his downloads after starting at the School of Podcasting. So check it out. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash coach, that'll save you on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And of course, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. You can try PodPage at my affiliate link, tripodpage.com. Thank you, Brendan, for all you do, buddy. Appreciate it. And right now, if you ever wonder what Ecamm looks like, well, you're soaking in it. Remember, was it Madge? You're soaking in it, Madge. Supportthisshow.com slash Ecamm is my affiliate link for that. That's what I use for live streaming, and that's how we're going to Facebook and Instagram and Chatface and all the other places that we're going. And if you need a little more Jim Collison, and you know, who doesn't want a little more Jim Collison? Well, then go to theaverageguy.tv or to homegadgetgeeks.com. Either of those will get you over to the same place. And the featured supporter of the week was means we're going to go over and bring up the Wheel of Names, which I have right here. And so just to, to make it fair, in case anybody thinks it's being hacked or whatever, I will shuffle this and we'll click the wheel and we will see who is the featured $20 patron this week. And it looks like it's going to be, is it? Oh, yes. Ed Sullivan at soniccupcake.com. If uh, he's an editor, speaking of editor, making your audio sound great, if you need help with that, soniccupcake.com. And yes, his name is really Ed Sullivan, and he has a really good, good shoe. For those of you, boy, you have to be old to even, I don't even, Super I mean, that, old. that is before Super my old. time, really. I've only seen clips of Ed. And if you ever wonder why Ed Sullivan kind of looked like his back was stuck and he'd kind of just wave away or whatever. He has the same disease. This is this is great for those trivia buffs. He has the same disease as Mick Mars from Motley Crue, which is something, something spondylitis. And it's horrible, horrible disease, and you basically just lose mobility. So there you go. Ed Sullivan, he doesn't have spondylitis. He's a great editor at SonicCupcake.com. And you can be an awesome supporter by going to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash support, because there are other ways to do that. So... Thank you to everyone who's been helping with that. And thanks to Rich Graham, who helped me out this week. And I don't have the link. I don't know, if Rich, if you want to put it in the chat room. He says, School of Podcasting won't be a sponsor for long after hearing all those boogers. That's right. Rich turned me on. I'm not a huge, what's that other platform called? Mastodon. Nope, not Mastodon. Discord. I'm not a huge Mm. Discord user, but I should be. Because every time I go into the communities that I'm in in Discord, I find all sorts of fun stuff. And so Rich Graham was like, hey, Dave, I don't know if you are if you want to be in here. I know you're not a Discord guy, but there's some sort of podcasting thing that Ariel Nissenblatt is running. And I went over there, and sure enough, I found some fun stuff. One was a video thing called Video, video E or something like that. I'm looking. Oh, I cleared my history. So that's not going to work because it was in my history. But there's some – there's a tool – Whoa, that was interesting. Yeah, when, was, you, when you brought that web page up, you your screen went hazy because you're going through the teleprompter. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. well, that is one thing I have learned. I in the if I can bring this up, you can't post links here. Yeah, I will somehow find that. Yeah, I need to. That's weird because I rebooted my computer. I can't control my teleprompter right now in terms of. But I did find out if you turn the brightness down on the Elgato teleprompter because I was really looking at times like. An old, boy, it's national, really old references that nobody's going to (laughs) get. I look like an old Elizabeth Taylor commercial who always looked like somebody smeared Vaseline on the lens, you know, or what were those things in the mall? You'd go get your picture taken up. Glamour shots. (laughs) 
But it looked like I was looking through Vaseline, and I found that if you turn the brightness down on the Elgato prompter, it's not quite so much reflecting into itself, and it kind of brings some of the, the brightness down. But as I pull up my... Because that's Elgato has this thing called the Camera Hub, and it's it's controlled through that. And as I click mine, I'm like, well, it's not going to let me do it again. This is just... You're just going to have one of those days when technology is not your friend. We did have another question I thought I would throw out to you. This was an easy one, Jim. Have you ever chosen a show based on their episodic artwork? We know the show's artwork is important, but has the episodic artwork ever... You're like, ooh, that's really cool. I'm not a surfer, though. I don't mm. go surfing for shows. The only thing, the only time I listen to them is if it's a, a recommendation from another podcast or something. Ah, uh, like about the only way I get to them. That old word of mouth thing. Yeah, I cleared my cookies this morning trying to get things to work, and now I just I try to fire up my community, dead, and normally it logs me in, and I'm like, mm-hmm. so I realize as a support person now that when I say, oh, just clear your cookies, that's a pretty big ask. You know yeah, what I mean? That it's that a is. Huge ask. It's always a, um, it's a last resort that I I try to avoid using, but it's it's something that though. No. Where are we doing on time? Okay, uh, wait. D had a uh, a request, so I put it in here under the favorites. Okay, do you have any opinions on guests that want to charge to be on your show, Jim? Oh, guests that want to they want to charge me? Yeah, so or they're I like, oh, I'll come that. on your show. It's just only you got to pay me fifty bucks. You know, I would pay them if I thought that $50 was the right amount of value for, I mean, their time is valuable. And I, right. we have consultants that, I mean, I, I work for an organization that charges a lot for its consultants. And so if it makes sense and I feel like I could get $50 of value or more than $50 of value out of that, I, I'd, I'd pay it. I don't think it's wrong. You know, I don't, I don't, but either way, I don't think is wrong. If you can charge $50 for somebody to be on your podcast, why wouldn't you? I don't get that. I don't get why people are so oh, outraged about that. I, I I don't I'm I don't think it's a good idea. I'm I'm very much UBU, but I just know have you ever had a car payment? You're like, wow, this is my last car payment. I'm gonna have, you know, three hundred bucks a month now extra. And six months, you're like, wait, what happened to that three hundred extra bucks? Oh, well, you know, you put in the pool. You know, little Susie got braces, and all of a sudden the extra money isn't extra anymore. And now you have to keep doing whatever you're doing. So that's my big worry is you start charging people because – and then other oh. people, you you might start taking people not because they bring value to your audience, but because they have 50 bucks. And I'm like, mm, that's when I'm like, hold on, because they're paying to get in front of your audience. And if you don't bring value – that audience isn't going to stick around. So I'm not, I'm just like, if you're going to do that, that's a very, very slippery slope. And so just be careful to always make sure it's a, it's a good fit. I, for me, I've always thought I'm paying you in exposure and you know, so, but if you want to charge, I have the right to say, Oh, well, I'm not going to pay you. If you want, you know, it's, it's an honor to be on my show, sir. How dare you? Yeah. So I'm with you. If you want to charge, you can, I'm just not paying it. And if, if I want to charge, okay, just be careful and don't go around this slippery slope. But I, I think the general consensus for most people is like it's kind of a an exchange of you get exposure, and I get content. But more importantly, the thing I still see most people are missing on interviews it's the relationship. If you're doing them right, follow up with that person later just to go, hey, you know, you're on the show four months ago. I just want to check in, and see how things are going. 
build that relationship because that's, I think, more valuable than the four downloads they sent you because they posted it on Twitter. I don't know, but it is a, it's a hot, it's a hot topic. But Dave, if you, so say, say I was really famous and I was going to bring, you know, and you were monetizing your podcast and I was going to bring a hundred times the listeners to your show and you were going to make a hundred times more than you made, you would normally make on a podcast. Why would you not share that revenue with me? You know? I mean, that's, that's instead of paying me, what if it's revenue sharing and listen, my reputation, I'm not saying this would happen. My reputation is what brought the people here. You made money off of me, my, my image, my likeness, the things I say, I think it's, I think it's appropriate to, to pay for that. It doesn't become, you're not paying the guest. I think it's appropriate. And like, I mean, you know, well, I met a guy at Podfest. He is like the king of fruit. Like his parents were orange farmers, his grandparents were orange farmers. He's like, but he was an entrepreneur, yeah. so he started a podcast about fruit of all things. But it's it's right. business to business, and this is what makes a difference. His isn't like here's how to pick out a cantaloupe. It's like where are you getting your apples from? Because here's what's going on in Michigan. So it's very business to business. And if you want him on your show, he is he is like a very big fish in a in a somewhat smaller niche. And if you want him on your show, you're going to pay for it. And it's like, because he, you being on his show or vice versa, whatever, it's kind of a stamp of approval that like, wow, I think his name, if I remember right, it's Patrick Kelly. I'm like 90% sure that's it. And when he told me that, I'm like, wait, what? And I'm like, well, who's your, oh, it's business to business. And I was like, oh, that's a whole different kind of, it It adds a different set of rules maybe. But yeah, and, and Daniel in the chat room said when he had a TV show, he would have been fine paying to get a cast member on the show, you know, if we could afford it or raise the money from our audience. Yeah. And he also says, like we've been saying, if you, if you get compensated to include anyone, anyone or anything in your podcast, you, you have to disclose that. So that would be the the thing. And that's where, I don't know, on the radio, when I hear the following is a paid, you know, whatever from your friends at, you know, Dr. Yeah, Bob, the chiropractor. Yeah. I'm like, sure, oh, right. this is, you know, so all I have to do is buy the vitamins, Dr. Steve. What's that number again? 1-800-BIG-SCAM.COM, you know, whatever it is. It's like, so that's always kind of kind of tricky. But yeah, it's, for me, I'm just like, I, I don't get offended if somebody says, oh, yeah, if you want me to come on the show, you know, there's a fee. I just go, oh, okay. And then I go, well, let's see, there's only 8 million other people I could interview. But if that's the person, that's the only way I can do that, then I would just have to say, oh, by the way, you know, today we're talking with Jill Smith, and uh, Jill is the head of you know, how to grow my podcast.com. And she's grown, you know, Steve, the gardener from four downloads to 40 million. Yeah, I might pay for that. So if she's going to give me step-by-step stuff, et cetera, et cetera. So it is a, it's a tricky situation, no matter how you find it. But I personally, I've just, I've just seen extra money go away. And I'm like, and then you're stuck. Now you got to take anybody with 50 bucks and you're in a world of hurt. And I just turned down the wrong slider. That's my microphone that needs to stay up. And so, because holy cow, it's noon already. So, Jim, what's uh, what's coming up on uh, over there at TheAverageGuy.tv? We had Uncle Marv. You know him. He's in our chat room from yeah. time to time. We're almost every Saturday out here. Uncle Marv came on. We talked about the question, can you have too many gadgets? Like, is, is, there a, is there a point where it gets to be too much? And he tells a story about a time that 
you know, maybe all this gadgetry isn't helpful. So he joined me on Thursday. It's already posted. You can check it out right now. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Is there such a thing as gadget envy? Oh, like, sure. Yeah, I would think sure. so. Just like in podcasting. Yeah, on the school of podcasting, I have two interviews. I'm trying to figure out which one. I think I'm going to go with, and I forget his name, but he invented this cool tool that ties into Instagram because I just did an episode explaining how, well, I didn't explain it. My audience basically said, social media is not working for me when it comes to my podcast. And so he has this tool that you can integrate with Instagram that really makes it super interactive. And so it's interesting because it's an interview. I think that's who I'm going with. I just said it. So there it is. I just decided. there's He can be on the School of Podcasting. He could be on uh, Profit From Your Podcast because it's kind of a way to help monetize. He could be on... The Web Tools Radio Show, which is like once a year at this point, <laughs> but he could fit on there. He could fit on uh, podcasting resources because it's that. So it's like one interview for for uh, four different shows. So, but uh, yeah, everybody have. If you're in the U.S., have a great uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Don't eat too much. Uh, mine is uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday slash birthday celebration because I'm 59, 59 two days ago. And so there will Good, not only birthday. yeah there will not only be pizza and chicken there will be cake so I'm going to weigh four thousand pounds by the end come Monday so it'll be great and uh, we'll see you next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach like subscribe and smash the bell. 